Bonani Dumelang, good evening and welcome to episode 156 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. It's a Tuesday edition of the Private Property Podcast and welcome if you're joining us from Facebook, from YouTube or from Instagram. And if this is your first time tuning in, then do make sure that you go to some of our old episodes and catch up on some of the great content that we have already served. And to our regular viewers, welcome back. Thank you for choosing us yet again here on the Private Property Podcast. You know how we always roll every single day uh, at seven o'clock. We bring you the best of making sure that you have a seamless journey on your property journey, whether you are an investor, you're a landlord or a tenant, we are here to cater for you. And this evening we're looking at something that affects uh, you know, people who already have a property and they're looking at selling. And the topic that we're looking at this evening is, is your property not selling? Here are the five reasons and remedies. Now, as much as we keep talking about how this is a buyer's market uh, and there's quite a lot of stock on the, you know, on the market, we also know that there are probably properties that are not as selling as fast as they would like to sell. So we're going to be looking at the potential reasons why your property might not be selling and what you could potentially do to make sure that it sells. And this is something that's going to be very interesting for those of us who probably you know, put your property on the market, or even if you are about to put your property on the market, because you want to not make these mistakes so that your property sells uh, as quickly as possible. And remember later on on the program, we're going to be announcing the lucky winners who are going to be walking away with 500 grand in cash. Uh, that is, of course, the competition that we're running this week. We weren't able to give away uh, that money yesterday because, uh, well, all the cash vouchers that is because not everybody was watching us live while we do have new potential winners and remember you have to be watching us live in order to be able to claim your prize so wait until the very end uh, especially if you know that you've entered the competition you might just be the lucky winner this evening well to get us started with the conversation this evening i'm joined by Unum Dumiso um, Twa, who's the ceo of Indwala property group Dumiso, good evening and thank you so much for joining us Good evening, Zamantunga. Thank you for having me on your podcast. To them, you are. No, it's only a pleasure. You know, we're talking a little bit of a, that right now we are seeing really great activity in the property market. Uh, and I'm sure that a lot of practitioners in the property space are quite happy with the type of activity that they're seeing. Uh, we are seeing quite a lot of, you know, sellers who want to sell some of their properties, whether it's because they are upgrading or downgrading, uh, or perhaps making sure that they're letting go of some of the assets in their portfolio just to free up a little bit of cash flow, which also means that there are, you know, quite a number of buyers that we see because they probably could not afford to get their foot into the property ladder or some of them maybe already have a first property and are looking at adding additional properties onto their property portfolio but of course one of the things that happens is you know a, a seller has a conversation with an agent they say that this is how much i want to sell my property for and sometimes you know sellers will advise accordingly that look that's probably not the best price these are the kinds of prices that would be more realistic. And I know that there are some sellers who unfortunately don't listen to the agent, then the property stays on uh, the market for quite a long time. Perhaps take us through the first reason why somebody's property could potentially not be selling, especially during this period. Thank you so much, Zama. Okay, first I'd just like to get this, this part of the marketing of the property out of the way. Now I'm speaking to sellers that have already got their reputable agent on board. Um, the agent um, knows their job. 
They've advertised it on portals like your private property and your others, and those that use print media, they've advertised it. They've done everything, put up a board, you've done your show house, uh, the pictures you've got on your site are good pictures of the property. So now we are talking to people that have already got an estate agent on board. Now this agent has done everything. Some agent has even put it on the shared listings, you know, to share with other agents. So why after all this work that the agent has done, why is my property not selling? Now the top, the main, the number one reason that you find a property is not selling is because the price is too high. The property is overpriced. Now I know there's a temptation, you know, when you're a seller and you've invested so much in the property, you know, there's a temptation to actually overcapitalize on the property because you need to remember every area has a, has a ceiling. So now if you end up investing, you know, doing renovations that go beyond the market ceiling of the area, you're going to have a challenge. You are obviously going to, you know, be in a situation where you're saying, but I can't take below this price. I can't take below a million. I've already invested such and such, you know, into this property. That's number one. Secondly, another reason sellers overprice as well. Some seller, okay, they want to, they're living in an average, you know, neighborhood. Now they want to upgrade, go to such and such posh market somewhere. What they, some sellers end up doing, they price their current property according to how much they're going to need where they're going. And, and unfortunately, that's not how it works. You cannot price according to your needs, but you have to price according to the current market tendencies. So the first and foremost reason why properties stay long on the markets and they end up becoming stale is overpricing. Mm. So that's my reason number one. Um, I don't know if I can go into the second reason or we can. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and before I think so we go into actually that second reason, um, how do we then remedy this one? So, you know, the first one is we overprice it, whether you're overpricing it because you've overcapitalized or because you're looking at that, you know, upgraded uh, house that you want to go to, you probably want to go to Bryanston or Ramsar or another, you know, more posh suburb. And you're thinking, look, this is the amount of money I need to be able to get from this to make sure it pays itself off agents fees. And I also get a little bit more to be able to put into the next property. How do you then go about remedying that? Because I think, um, I mean, the, the, the second one is probably easier. You need to have more realistic guidelines in terms of, or you need to be more realistic uh, in terms of what the next step for you might be. So perhaps the next step is not a posh place in Bryanston, maybe it's another suburb uh, in the surrounding areas or not the most expensive place in Bryanston itself. Um, but then how do you remedy if you've overcapitalized, for example, on the particular property and you're already uh, look, seeing that you may potentially make a loss if you don't price it properly? Mm -hmm. Okay, the only, if you've overcapitalized, obviously there's no undoing now this overcapitalizing that you've done. You've put your 500,000 rentals. Okay, <laughs> just an example. You put your 500,000 500, rentals. You can't obviously rip them now and, and take them out. Yeah. Your option would be to wait at the market, you know, just give it time, let it grow. But then again, if, if you let the years go by, the prices where you're going also, they're going to, you know, they're going to increase as well. So that is just saying that's one of the options you would have. But there is actually no 
direct remedy for, for, for over, overpricing, ex, overcapitalizing, except to wait. Another thing as well, maybe at the point of buying, I know um, uh, we, we talk about selling now, but at the point of buying, it is always good for a buyer now to do their spade work. So before doing those fancy renovations, ask a, you know, a professional, ask an estate agent, what is the going rate in this area? What is the ceiling for this area before I start investing into this property? Because I have a desire to get such and such a price. Would it be possible? So I would say the best thing to do is get informed, get information. There's Google, Google about the area, find out what, it, what is, you know, rental market, find out how much rentals go for. Should you want to wait out the process now before you sell? Uh, you know, agents have got reports. They can do CMA reports for you, tell you what's going on. I think the most important thing, just keep yourself open, keep yourself informed, find out. Because I know sometimes it's like when you want to find out about teeth, you call a dentist, but you find sometimes that when people want to find out about property, they don't ask, you know, the professional estate agents. So we are here. <laughs> Generally, agents are here. You know, we study these things. We've, we've learned, we've been trained. So we understand the trades. And you don't have to come to an agent when you want to sell, even before you know, selling while you're still contemplating, just make it a point, find out, go to your nearby uh, estate agency office, speak to someone, ask for advice, and just do it early. Start preparing, you know, maybe six months before you actually get your house on the market. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, no, no, so what would then be the second reason uh, why somebody's property is potentially not selling? Okay, this is, this one, I think, I think a lot of estate agents can agree also with me on this one. There is also a challenge of access to the property. You know, you know, sellers don't understand how much this can actually impact what we do. You find some sellers, uh, you're phoning, okay, Mr. Seller, I've got your house on the market, I've advertised it, I've got a buyer to view. Now, sellers sometimes are not flexible when it comes to viewing. And they give you like, oh no, I'm only available on Sunday from five to seven. I'm just making an example. Oh no, my schedule is very busy. Now you need to understand as a seller that as much as your schedule is also busy, with buyers as well, everybody's busy. So you have to try and 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 be as flexible as you prop, uh, uh, as you as you can. You know, if you tr trust your estate agent, you could even leave keys rather so that. When you're not available to show the house, somebody's, you know, the keys are accessible. If you've got a helper, try and arrange more flexible times. You don't always have to be there. So I think the biggest problem, one of, okay, maybe not the biggest, but one of the other problems that we have is, is a challenge of access to the property. So be flexible. And also for those sellers that have got tenants, because you must remember, Zama, if a buyer is saying, I am available on Wednesday to view properties. You line up properties, maybe five for them to view or three, you know, you line up those properties. Now, if house number C is not available, you're going to show your client the next available property. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You know, a seller might have a good house. You know, it's, it's better than all these others, but because it's not available and the buyer wants to move, they'll make an offer of, on what is there. I've experienced this 
you know, time and time again. So please, it's very important. Your house must be accessible, be flexible. And also another thing, um, you know, sometimes we have tenants on the property, right? Mr. Seller has got tenants on the property. Speak to your tenants timelessly, that okay? Uh, in six months, I'm going to be putting this house on the market. Um, you know, uh, I'm working now with agents, estate agents, so and so. And if you can introduce the agent, let there be that warm relationship because the tenant needs to understand that the agent is not a rival. They're not here to just chuck you out of the house. You know, they're doing their job as mandated by the seller. So tell your, tell your tenants on time that, you know what, I am selling this property. And if you create a good relationship between yourself, the tenant and the agent, you know, you're gonna even avoid these instances where as, as an agent, you know, you're taking your, your buyer through the property and then the tenants are saying, oh, but you know what? That window, if you open it too much, it actually falls. You know, you know, those yeah. things like, oh, you know, that tile there, you know, and, and or maybe not that, but oh, you know, it, after four, there's so much noise here. And sometimes I'm not saying it's not right, but sometimes you find it's not true. Some mm. of the things, maybe the tenant just doesn't want the house to be sold because well, they like it. It hasn't had the best relationship with the landlord. I mean, I've had instances where, you know, I go to view certain properties where a tenant is staying there. Um, and I, I, I always ask, you know, tenants some questions about the place, um, how they are finding the place, are they happy mm -hmm. with it, what works, what doesn't work. And you are sometimes able to pick up when they don't have the best relationship with their landlord. And so yes. that's why beyond, you know, giving your tenant um, a heads up or notice when you're about to be putting the property on the market in time and, you know, ask them to be patient when the agent brings people in. You also just generally have to have a cordial relationship with your tenant because in the event where you either want to sell or when you want to now rent it to the next person, they're the ones who are going to have to be there and need to make sure that there's access. And they're the ones who can say, listen, this is actually not the greatest place. Uh, there's a cockroach problem in the whole building. It doesn't matter how many times they fumigate it, but they're always there. And there have been many instances where I didn't buy a property because of feedback that I got from a tenant where I thought, you know what, the numbers make relatively good sense. But I thought if I put somebody in there, they're not going to be happy because they're going to be flagging these exact same things that this tenant is essentially saying. So I think it is quite important for the landlord to just typically have a good relationship um, with their tenant. So, I mean, I think one of the big things there, I suppose, uh, with access is making sure that you tell your, you know, your, your tenant in time. Um, and I've had this experience. I mean, there's one of the properties that I'm currently selling and I told my, you know, the tenant of that particular property way before I even got an agent, um, you know, to list the property. I was like, listen, I, I'm thinking of selling the property and I'll very likely be selling it in the coming months. I haven't quite decided whether I'll sell it or not, but I'll let you know if I do. And, you know, your lease is still in place. So explain everything. You don't need to look for a place. Everything is still fine. And months later, when I then still decided, okay, actually, I do want to sell this property, they knew what was happening, they were not shocked, and they're now able to, you know, make sure that there's access when the, um, the agent needs to bring people through. So I think that's just such an important one, to be able to have that kind of relationship um, with your tenants. Before we go to the break, Nondumi, so that third reason why uh, somebody's property could potentially not be selling. Okay. 
my third reason, <laughs> clutter. Clutter, clutter, clutter. Okay. Now you must remember, it's not the expensive things that you do to the property that will sell it. You know, you don't have to put up a million dollar hedge and, you know, put stunning paints, velvet, what, whatever, whatever. But you know what, just a clean house. Making sure, you know, when, when a client is going to come through, the dishes are washed, the surfaces are nicely wiped, windows are open, you know, the house is breathing, the curtains are open. And if it's a little bit dark, you see, okay, it's a bit, you know, switch on the lights and just let the house breathe. You know, small things and even, you know, things like your bathroom, you know, you know, you know, tiles, sometimes you get that mildew, small things that you can do. It's not expensive. You don't have to repaint. So instead of, you know, buying expensive, just wipe dirty walls here, there, uh, clean your bathroom, you know, the black things, the mildew that surrounds it, clean that up, yeah. make it fresh. It's not the big things, actually, that you know, that, that actually sell a property, the yard, cut the grass. And if you've got dogs and maybe they, you know, make poo-poo here and there, you know, clean that, make it presentable. And also just be careful as well about the smell in the home, you know, especially maybe if it was raining or, and you let the dogs in when they were wet, I'm just making an example. You know, those things, because as sellers, we get tempted to just view our house as our house. Sometimes you have to view your, your home as an outsider, you know, you know, sometimes dust in the blinds, basic, basic things. And, and, and that feeling of cleanliness when someone walks into the property, it does a whole lot for your property. So for me, declutter your home. You know, some people, some people like dolls, you know, those little dolls. And then they put a lot of them everywhere. <laughs> you know, somebody can now envision beyond these dolls. They get distracted. Some things yeah. actually serve distractions to the viewers so I, I know you know I'm obviously not saying now don't put things you like but you know when you're having clients through so that they're able to breathe you know they want to have that feeling that freshness that cleanliness so yeah basically also it's just a pointer you know I'm not yeah. saying if you're holding cancer it won't sell but it does help to to declutter and you know it's so interesting that you mentioned that as one of the reasons because i remember there's an episode we had um a couple of months ago with somebody who does home staging and this is of mm -hmm. course for you know new developments uh one mm -hmm. of the big things with new developments is people want to be able to see themselves living there so they obviously have to stage a house a particular way um use the right sort of neutral colors and if you're looking at young professionals, even the type of furniture that you would put in, you typically, for example, wouldn't find those massive goma goma, um, you know, couches in, in, in those kinds of homes that are being staged. So it is important that when you are selling your home, sometimes not a, you know, do a, 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 an overhaul of your furniture, but certainly put things away, try to make it as neutral as possible. So that the next person is also just able to imagine themselves there, especially with houses where there's quite a lot of different rooms, quite a lot of character. Somebody needs to be able to imagine themselves living there. And sometimes if the space is too cluttered, too heavy, um, and there's a lot going on, it's difficult for them to see themselves or see what they could potentially do with the space. So that is something that is actually quite um, important to always just bear in mind, especially when you're selling a home that you are living in, that you've personalized quite a lot. Uh, and now you, of course, you know, selling it 
people also need to be able to just get a glimpse of how they could potentially live in that space. No, no, so we're going to go for a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to take some questions and comments from our viewers at home um, and also go through the last two potential reasons why somebody's property is potentially not selling. And of course, later on in the show, we are going to be giving away those 500 grand cash vouchers to two lucky winners. I think this evening it's two. I'll just double check. It may just be three lucky winners. And I do hope that you're watching at home. If you know you've entered this competition, of course, that competition was one where we asked you to share your big milestone uh, with us. We are, of course, celebrating our milestone of having half a million of you on our Facebook page, engaging and making sure that the community is growing. And if anything, we're now on the road to one million uh, of you showing us love on our Facebook page. And we wanted to find out from you what is a big milestone in your life that you would like to share with the community and you could you know post a picture along with the story that you're going to be sharing and we'll be giving away those 500 rand cash vouchers every single day for the rest of the week so you need to make sure that you're watching us live in order to be able to claim your prize while we are still on so if you know that you've entered make sure that you stay until the very end of the program we're going to go for a quick break and we'll be back just after this Welcome back to episode 156 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamantu Mwakumalo. This evening, we're talking about something that a lot of sellers probably want answers to. And we're looking, is your property not selling? Here are five reasons and remedies. I'm joined by Anundo Miso um, Twa, who's the CEO of Indwala Property Group. And before the break, we looked at three reasons. Uh, you know, the price could be too high, and this price could be too high because you potentially overcapitalized uh, on your property, or you're potentially looking at the next property that you want to buy, uh, and you want to, you know, be able to make as much money from the property that you are currently selling, but not adequately pricing your property is quite a big mission. And I think you're going to find that you're very likely not even going to get people interested in coming to view your property. The second reason is access to the property. More often than not, you may find that uh, you know you give the, the people who want to come see your property with, as the agent is working with you uh, a difficult time in coming to access the particular property. Or perhaps it is your tenants who need to make sure that there is access and they struggle to get adequate access. And that's something that could be one of the reasons why your property is not selling. And the third one is slightly cosmetic. If there's too much clutter uh, in the property that you're selling and you haven't kind of done a little bit of work and just 
making it clean, presentable. We're not even talking about renovating it at all, but making sure that when people come to view the place, um, it's clean, nothing is all over the show, and you want to make sure that you're able to get a sense of um, you know, what they could potentially do with that space. Well, of course, taking your questions and comments at home on this particular one, perhaps you are a seller right now struggling to sell your property. You know, what are some of the potential reasons that you think might not be, or you think are the reasons why your property is currently not selling? Um, and we've got a comment here on Facebook from one of our top fan uh, gang members, Umkateko Akhape, who says, I also, I've also seen a lot of sellers price the property in order to cover their debts. So the bonds, levies, rates, electricity in areas on the property. Others buy overpriced properties and also want to sell shortly after selling and still want to get something from the property. And that is something that we actually see quite a lot. Uh, we've got a question here from Facebook, and this one is coming from Kay Fortune, who asks, Nondumiso, uh, they ask, what do we look at when the evaluation is done? How do we know that the price is right? So that's a question on pricing. How exactly do we know that the, you know, that initial pricing that they would have worked with the estate agent is in fact the right pricing. Okay, the best thing for you to do here is to see what is sold in that area or particular, in that particular street, you know, because, okay, mark this now, I said what is sold, not what is on the market, because people make a mistake of saying, oh no, but so-and-so has their house on it, two million, and mine is better, so I can ask for 2.5 million. You don't look at what is on the market in the area because if some, you know, someone putting their property on the market at 2.5 doesn't mean they're going to get 2.5. They could have overpriced by way, way, way more. So the best thing to do is to look at what has sold in the area. And okay, this one, okay, so for 1.2 million, it's three bedroom, two bathrooms. Okay, mine is four bedroom. Four bathrooms, double garage, okay, that one doesn't have a pool. So it's it's always good to compare apples with apples. Okay, this apple is smaller, this apple is bigger. So that's, for me, that's the best thing to do. And how do you get that information? Again, go to your nearby estate agent, get that information, find out, or even going on directly into, you've got all these, you know, wonderful places, portals where they actually say, I'm looking for, you know, a CMA value of such and such an area. And then you pay per, you know, per request as a normal individual without even, even being an estate agent. So that really helps because it tells you exactly this sold for this, this sold for that. Do not look at what is on the market. Look at what has sold. This will help you a great, great deal in your area. Yeah, and that's such an important one. So then, um, so what would be the fourth reason why somebody's property is potentially not selling? You know, Zamba, you actually said my fourth reason before we went to the break. <laughs> I was going to speak about, you know, the, the fact that your home is too personalized. You know, you, you need, and I think because we love our homes, we love our, our houses, you know, it's close to our heart. So you do all these things that are gonna make it nice and warm for you, you know, all fuzzy inside. And maybe you like chocolate brown with um, yellow. Now you go, you paint your room with stripes of chocolate brown and yellow and purple. You like that, it makes you feel good. But remember now, it's too personal. It's too, it's too you, you know, it is true that we all have our own character. 
but you cannot, when you're selling it now, this is when you let it go. You release the property because remember, also selling, it's, it's a hard thing. I think people can sense as well. I don't know, you know, we are human beings. You know, we are being, you, you sense it when someone doesn't really want to release, you know, this yeah. thing. You sense it with, with the way everything is put and your photos everywhere, your family photos, it's like you've marked the territory and, 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 and someone mustn't feel as if they're actually invading your space when they're coming into your home. You know, sometimes, People even, okay, there maybe I'm touching on a, a territory I shouldn't be trading on, but I'll just say, you know, some people even have rooms that are locked and they say, oh no, that's personal, I won't open that. When you're selling now, you have to try now, eliminate those things, get rid of that. Mm -hmm. If there's some special artifacts that you are keeping for certain, try and move them somewhere where the clients don't have to go in, maybe somewhere in a storeroom, yeah. by the garage, let people see your home. If you said you're selling, unfortunately, it's like you've opened yourself up now to everybody. So you can't be having, no, we can't go in there. No, we can't go in there. You know, let it breathe now, open it up to everybody. Don't over-personalize it. You know, like I mentioned, you know, having these dollies everywhere. People are feeling that they're infringing into your privacy, going into this and going into that. So do not over-personalize your home. Stick with the neutral colors, the paints, um, you know, be, try and be as general as you can so that people are able to imagine themselves living in this home. Because if, if you over-personalize it, they're gonna feel like they're, they're infringing into your territory. It's like you've marked it, this is mine. And, 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 and there'll be that discomfort. And sometimes people buy a house because of how they felt. You know, sometimes just the atmosphere, the warmth, the welcome, and they're coming in there, you're smiling, you're greeting as the seller. You know, a lot of decisions we actually take on, on because this person made us feel this way. It was so warm there. So try and be warm yourself as a seller and don't make people feel as if they're invading your space. And also with your, your you know, the, the, your decor and everything you put up, accommodate, be more open. That will mm. help a great deal. Mm. Um, and then that last reason, uh, no, no, Mr. Why a property could potentially not be selling. Okay, last reason, maybe I'm gonna be stepping on a few toes, but please, Mr. Seller, let your estate agent do their job. That's the last reason. <laughs> That's Mr. the last seller reason. Seller is a seller, right? Yes. You know, some sellers, you really, you advise. And, and because we're sincere, you know, we, we love our job and we want to get our job done. You advise the seller, Mr. Seller, okay. You know, this is a very nice whatever, whatever you put in there, on there. But it's a bit intimidating for our buyers. Could you please maybe move it to there, there, that way? Generally, you know, there's a lot of things because even the issue of price, you know, sellers mostly battle with price because they did not listen to the advice of the estate agent. The estate agent says, you know what, your house is beautiful, your, your, you know, your finishes are expensive, but unfortunately this area is calling for this much. That's, and, and I believe good reputable estate agents, they advise their, their clients accordingly. But sometimes instead of, you know, the seller also 
yes, we listen to our sellers because to be a good agent, you must listen. But then also, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, please also listen <laughs> to the advice of your estate agent. Because remember, like I'm saying, when you, you want to your teeth sorted, you go to the dentist and you listen to your dentist, right? When you've got a problem with your eyes, you go to your optometrist, you, you actually, you know, you take the, sorry, maybe the word listen is a bad word. No, let me withdraw. Take the advice of your optometrist. So same here with us as well. We professionals, we've been trained, been in the industry for a while. So, you know, we kind of know what's going on. You know, be open, do take advice. If the agent is saying, this price we are gonna battle, can we look at this? You know, here's the CMA reports, you know, look at the current market, market tendencies. So just make sure that you are a good listener as well and you're able to take advice. And also on that same breath, choose the right estate agent. And, and, and by that, I mean, you know, you've got social media to look at, you know, some companies are there, look at, look at their page. You've got your, 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 your advertising portals, you know, your private property and others, uh, uh, you know, that are there. Look, you know, look at the, 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 the company. Oh, they're here, they're advertising there. Oh, and this one and that one, go to their website, you know, look at the credentials. How long have they been on the market? If the, you know, check the reviews, you know, choose the right estate agent, you will definitely, you know, you, you, you would have taken the right part there. Mm. The last question from one of our Facebook viewers, Upabalwa uh, Wolf asks, should a landlord renovate before or wait until the buyer asks? Okay, normally, okay, thank you for that question. Normally, you know, sellers, they sell the house footsteps as is. I, I, I don't know if I'm answering the right question. Is she asking that should, when, when, a, te when a tenant moves out, then the landlord can sort out the property? Am I getting no, it right? So this would, be, this would be in the event where you're potentially selling your investment property. Uh, so you're now essentially uh, a landlord and you're selling that particular property um, and you're wanting to find out, would you let's say after your tenant has moved out or if the tenant is still there, um, would a buyer potentially ask you to fix certain things? Because sometimes when you're looking at a property, maybe uh, there's certain things that aren't quite up to par. Usually they get you know, added onto the snag list. In other instances, uh, you know, and there've been instances where I'd say, I'll, um, I'll agree to this purchase price on mm. condition that these things Yay. are essentially yes. fixed. So I think that's the, the nature of the question. That okay. how, are you going to first fix certain things or would you rather negotiate the purchase price down based on the work that you see still needs to be done in order to, um, you know, to have the property in the best state? Yeah. You know, Zama, I think you've answered that question. <laughs> so very well because it's it's between two things you know landlord when your tenant has moved out you can sell the property as is so instead of asking for nine hundred thousand now for that property you can see all the damages um you take it you know you take the property to eight hundred and fifty thousand instead of nine hundred thousand or or sometimes you do get a buyer that says okay uh mr seller i will give you your nine hundred thousand but the condition is that please uh, fix the sagging roof, please replace the window, uh, please the broken door or whatever. So you can put that in the condition of the sale that, okay, this sale, the, 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 suspense, the condition is that 
um, the door is going to be fixed, this is going to be done, this is going to be done. Or just saying, listen, I'm taking the house as is, but I'm not giving you 900, I'll put an offer of 820 because I'm going to fix the house. So there's no fixed or rigid way. You decide as a seller, what are you going to do, how are you going to do it, and yeah, that's it. Well, no, no, so we are going to we are going to leave it there this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure to our viewers at home, they've certainly gotten a good insight into why their properties are potentially not selling. And I do hope that they'll use some of the uh, you know re ways to remedy the situation in order to make sure that they're able to sell. Thank you very much, Nondumisa, for joining us this evening. Thank you so much, Lama. And that is Unon Dumisomtwa, who is the CEO at Indwala Property Group. We're going to go for a quick break. And when we come back, we will be announcing those three lucky winners who are going to walk away with 500 Rand cash uh, if they are watching us live in order to be claimed, uh, in order for them to be able to claim that prize. So remember, if you have entered our competition, you want to stay tuned because you might be one of our lucky winners. We'll be back just after this. to episode 156 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. Well, it's that time of the evening where we get to give away uh, 500 rand in cash to three lucky viewers this evening. Remember, we didn't give away uh, you know, all the money that we wanted to give away yesterday. So I do hope that the potential winners this evening are watching us live so that they can raise their hand uh, and make sure that they claim that lucky prize. Um, I see Tula, uh, Tula Sim Twa uh, here saying, thanks, Amanundumisom Twa. Very informative session indeed. Uh, thank you very much there, Tula Si. And I'm sure to our lucky viewers at home or to potential lucky viewers at home, I do hope that you are ready to walk away with this money. Because if anything, I mean, it's going to be Black Friday this coming Friday. You have an extra 500 rand in your pocket. I'm sure it will go somewhere in terms of making sure that you're able to uh, buy something for yourself this Black Friday. Now, the first potential winner for the 500 rand cash prize goes to Delano Sculpts. Uh, Delano Scott's wrote, hi, private property. My biggest achievement is that I successfully purchased my first home at 24 years old, and I wouldn't achieve it without the wonderful knowledge and skills that I've learned from watching your live videos. Thank you for encouraging me to invest in property. I think this is the biggest and most important financial decision I made in my life. Keep on the good work and keep on encouraging potential home buyers. I absolutely love that at Delano Scott, and we sometimes do see him 
commenting and asking questions to the various guests that we have um, here on the show. I do hope that he's watching. I know he's one of our top fans on our Facebook page. So he's always engaging and part of the community. So Delano, if you are watching us live, do make sure that you raise your hand so you can walk away with that 500 grand cash price. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to go quite a long way. And buying a property at 24 is quite a big feat um, that a lot of us are probably going to be very proud of if we're able to achieve. And it doesn't really matter which age you're able to you know, access that first property. I think the big thing is you watch shows like Private Property Podcast, the First Time Home Buyers Show, uh, and even the Developer Show, and you get as much knowledge as you can. You get a sense of um, you know, what you need to be doing in order to make the best decisions that's going to save you money uh, on your property transactions. And then, of course, you go on ahead and sign on that dotted line. Now, I've heard here from my colleague that Delano has, in fact, raised his hand. So he is watching us live here on the Private Property Podcast. So congratulations to Delano Skultz, who is our first winner of the 500 Rand cash prize. He's saying, I'm here. Thank you, Private Property. Thank you very much, there, Delano. The team is going to be in touch with you shortly uh, and to make sure that they give you that 500 rand cash price and congratulations on your home buy i'm so happy to hear that you know watching these shows has helped you make that first big purchase and go from whether it's renting or living at home to now becoming a home owner now the second potential winner we do hope that you're watching we're on the roll now and um, this one goes to uh and I see Jose is also a top fan on our Facebook page. Remember, if you're watching us on Instagram or on YouTube, the competition, we're currently running it on our Facebook page. So you head on over to Facebook to make sure that you are able to um, enter the competition. And Jose Rumelo says, my best moment in my life was this year during lockdown when I obtained my degree in finance. Um, graduating ceremony was visual, so I was only able to receive the, and celebrate with family this past weekend. First graduate in the family and a great milestone. Uh, hashtag milestone, hashtag 500K. And he's posted a picture of himself wearing uh, his graduation gown and his hood. And that is Urkoso Frumelo. Uh, we're going to give Urkoso a minute or two to make himself known. I do hope that he is watching us live. That's also another very big milestone. The unfortunate thing about you know, lockdown that we've seen is that a lot of people who finished their studies this year and had to graduate this year, unfortunately, couldn't have uh, you know, the physical graduation, which of course has robbed so many people of you know, their family, seeing them walking across the stage uh, and taking those graduation pictures. If you're at WITS, you would have been taking them uh, you know, at the Great Hall steps. If you had um, uh, what's this at UCT? It's a Jamison. I think now it's named uh, Sarah Bachman Hall Steps. Um, and I think UJ, you're taking them there by the fountain. So unfortunately, we're not able to do any of those things because of lockdown. And I've seen a lot of people still celebrating their graduation um, along the way because it is quite a big thing in a lot of families. And he said, um, you know, Jose Jimenez said he was the first in his family to graduate. So congratulations to him on the graduation and paving the way for his uh, you know, family. I'm sure they're, you know, whether brothers and sisters or cousins that are watching him. And he has really paved the way uh, for the rest of the family. So I'm waiting to just hear from my colleagues uh, whether Ujoso Jumelo is in fact live and has raised his hand in order to be able to 
walk away with that 500 rand in cash. And remember, if you want to be one of the potential winners and a definite winner is you want to make sure that you enter the competition and we want to hear about your milestone. So do share with us your particular milestone. You can add a picture with the story that you share with us and you are um, and you are you know, able to make sure that you win that money. I got distracted because I see he's saying, uh, I, he's here, he's raised his hand. Um, Fumelo, congratulations. Uh, you walk away with that 500 grand cash prize. Uh, and congratulations, not only on the cash prize, but congratulations on your graduation. I hope you continue your studies as much as you possibly can. Um, and I'm sure you've also just paved the way for your siblings or your cousins at home. Uh, the last potential winner, I feel like we're on a roll this evening. I do hope that this last potential winner is also watching and they've shared something uh, quite heartfelt. They've wrote, written, and this is coming from Cecilia Mutsemedi. Uh, so Cecilia Mutsemedi wrote, I started from the bottom with my mother. Her dream was to see me in grade 11. However, she passed away when I was in grade three. That year was my first time celebrating my birthday. It turned out to be the first I could remember with her and the last. I made it to grade 11, progressed to grade 12, then passed my matric with exemption. I got my first job as a cashier. I saved money for applications and registration fees. I further took myself to a basic computer training school. I was admitted to University of Technology the following year for a diploma. I did well, however, I dropped out due to finances. I went back after three years, passed all my modules with a couple of distinctions. Even though I struggled with internships, I hustled with my paper. I started to review books and this year my essay was published on an online platform. I'm an alumni of the Young African Leadership Initiative and even though I haven't graduated at university, I graduated from an, from an organization that trains social entrepreneurs. I started with nothing including a phone but right now I'm here with the smartphone and two ETFs. I love that Cecilia Mutsemedi. Uh, uh, I do hope you're watching us live. It's such an incredible uh, post. Thank you so much there for sharing with us. And I do hope that she'll be able to, you know, go back to school and finish uh, that diploma if that is part of your plans. Um, and I'm sure that your mother is quite proud of the strides that you've made for yourself. Uh, you know, I know Yali quite well, and it is quite a prestigious, um, you know, program to be a part of whether you did the version where you got to go to the US for that six weeks, or you were doing it, you know, this side uh, where they would train the different social entrepreneurs, or also in, they take, you know, the different cohorts that they would typically host. Um, I think it would host for like six to eight weeks, or sometimes even up to three months um, to make sure that they take them through this program. So I think you certainly do deserve to pat yourself on the shoulder uh, for your achievements. And I'm sure your mother's watching over you and quite proud of the work that you have done and you know, seeing you progress uh, from not just you know, passing grade 11, but going all the way to university. And I do hope that you'll be able to finish off, finish off your studies um, in the coming years. And that is all Cecilia Mutsemedi. Uh, Cecilia, I'm also gonna give you a minute or two to see if you're still watching us live uh, for that 500 Rand cash prize. And of course, if you're watching us at home, the thing that you need to do is to share what your milestone is. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's the birth of you know your your firstborn or you know any of your bundles of joy who've come into this world and have brought you quite a lot of joy to you and your partner at home or perhaps buying your first home um like delano had bought his first home it doesn't matter what the milestone is and you have to make sure that you are watching us live in order to be able to claim that price i'm so happy that this evening we we're able to give away uh the two 500 grand cash prizes and are of course waiting for 
for Cecilia Mutsemedi to see if they are watching us live so that we are able to also make sure that they walk away with that 500 rand cash price. We have been making up for not being able to give away this one. Uh, I'll see with the team if on Friday we can maybe make it 1,000 rands, uh, seeing as it's going to be Black Friday. I know a lot of people are going to potentially going to be spending. Um, I certainly want to hear from you at home, maybe down here below, if, uh, if you are, you know, looking at spending something or buying something this Black Friday, what are some of the things that you've already earmarked uh, for purchase? I know, unfortunately, we can't, you know, houses don't typically go in a Black Friday special, which is very unfortunate. Uh, I mean, I would love to see a house that goes on a 70% discount. I'm sure a lot of us would probably purchase those houses if that were to happen. But do share with us what you want to buy this coming Black Friday. I'm sure I can uh, organize with the team that the Friday price be 1,000 rands instead of the 500 rands. And I'm just going to wait one more minute for my colleague to let me know um, whether or not uh, our last potential winner, U Cecilia Mutsemedi, is in fact uh, watching us live on the show. Uh, and as soon as I get the green light or the red light from our colleague, then we can very quickly um, wrap up. And of course, as I keep urging you, if you're watching us on Instagram, you're watching us on uh, perhaps even on tw on Twitter, I see we've been, I know we're streaming also on Twitter, or you're watching us on YouTube, do make sure that you head on over to our Facebook page in order to be able to uh, enter this particular conversation. We always keep the conversation going on our social media platforms, whether it's here on our Facebook page, uh, or of course on our, you know, our Instagram page, even on Twitter. You can also follow myself. I love talking property on my Twitter page, and that's at Zamandunga underscore K. Uh, we really do have a great conversation about all things relating to property. And uh, I think I'm going to give this 10 more seconds to see if uh, our gate if our potential winner is here my colleague has i don't want to say they haven't gone on because i don't see the comments as they come in in real time i've got colleagues behind the scenes who monitor that one so i always want to make sure i don't cut people off um too early or don't prematurely speak so i have to wait for them to to give me that green or red light uh, because I wouldn't want to say they didn't raise their hand and yet they have in fact done so. So we're going to give it a little bit. I see one of my colleagues is about to let me know whether or not um, we're going to be giving the 500 grand cash prize or not. And I think there's actually a question here that we didn't get to um, that was asked by Ukhantre Babizile Mashadze, who had asked, you know, can la landlords be reported if they are overpricing tenants? And I think the, the, the answer that I would probably give to that particular question, Khadre, uh, is more often than not, there almost isn't a overpricing from a landlord's perspective if a tenant has signed up for the lease because the lease would you know typically say that this is the rental these are the associated costs of the particular property so if a landlord for example in an area that would typically charge rental of seven thousand rands is charging let's say twice the amount fourteen thousand rand if you as a tenant had signed the lease agreement for that amount uh, with obviously the associated cost of the utility, water, electricity and whatnot, then in, in theory, the landlord isn't overcharging you because the price was set, you agreed to it when you signed the lease agreement. So you wouldn't necessarily have, I'll say a basis of um, reporting your particular landlord. I think it's something altogether if costs that were not 
or costs that are not in the lease agreement suddenly creep up, then that's a different story altogether. I have gotten a red light, unfortunately, uh, from my colleague uh, saying that uh, our potential winner is unfortunately unfortunately not here. So Cecilia Mutsemedi, uh, unfortunately, was not with us uh, for this one. So we will have to roll over that particular cash prize. Remember, if you want to make sure that you win, don't just enter. Also make sure that you're watching us live uh, and you could potentially walk away with that 500 Rand cash prize. Well, folks, that's it from me, Zamantungwa Kumalo, and the rest of the private property team uh, here. We are, of course, back on your screens tomorrow at 7 p.m. here on the Private Property Podcast. And as usual, hoping you're staying home and staying safe.